There's a couple things I've been noticing lately when it comes to trends for how marketing is becoming more or less effective and some things that you need to be aware of before you dip your toe into the marketing world. I'll share that with you in just a moment. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler. Thank you for joining me today. I know you have so many things that you could listen to, and the fact that you decided to spend this few minutes with me really, really makes me appreciative. And so in case you haven't met me yet, I'm the CEO and founder of Team Podcast. We're a full-service podcast production company. We really focus on monetization, and that is at the heart of what we do because I feel like in the long run, that most podcasts can only be sustainable if they generate revenue. I've made over a million dollars from podcasting. I've been knee deep and head first into the marketing world for the last four years now. And I'll tell you that if you feel like you have to start a podcast and wait three years, like some of the gurus will tell you before you can build a big enough audience to monetize, I'm here to tell you that it can be done much quicker. And that's the whole point of this. So I'm going to have probably eventually when I speak loud enough and out enough and in public enough about my beliefs about monetization, that's when all the haters are going to come out. That's when all they're, they're all going to come after me. And that's also how I'll know when I'm making a difference. So, <laughs> so wanted to share with you today a few things that I'm seeing when it comes to marketing trends. and. For those of you that are podcasters and really you've just started a podcast, maybe you're not an expert marketer, you're doing the things that me and everyone else tells you to do, like focusing on building your email list and you know, you're trying to sell things from your podcast and you're trying to make offers and you're maybe you've got some affiliate links and some affiliate products that you're using and you're trying to get sales and you're doing all of that, but you like you just don't feel like you're an expert at marketing. And, and trust me, marketing is a lot, right? It is a lot for those of us who have spent a whole lot of time, money, and effort trying to learn it because there are so many aspects of marketing. You have marketing copy, you have marketing targeting, you have traffic, you have funnel building. I mean, you have all of these things and honestly, for you to be able to maximize your earnings from your marketing efforts, like a lot of those things have to be spot on and really leading your customers where you want them to go. Otherwise, that disconnect will cause you to lose a customer in the process. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is some of the trends I'm seeing uh, toward the end of the year here. We've had I've had back to back conferences. And then I had a mastermind retreat. And all of it is me surrounding myself with marketing people. And I'm going to say it again, but for those of you that don't know, like I pay, I'm in two paid groups that I use to get all the marketing knowledge I can. And that 
access to those groups cost me about $3,500 every single month. Some of you might say, oh my God, Christy, I can't believe you pay that much money and that's a ripoff and you know that's crazy. What you have to realize is I pay for access to minds that have marketing down for people that are actually using and doing marketing every single day. One of my mentors in one of these groups spends $600,000 a month on Facebook ads, right? And then and spends, you know, about that much again on Google ads and and that sort of thing and is constantly building funnels and testing markets and testing nurture sequences and that sort of thing. So I can honestly keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on by being in rooms where these conversations are happening. And when I'm hearing results that they're getting from their marketing campaigns, and I can implement them into my own. So one of the reasons that I invest so heavily in myself is because I need that investment to spur me on to get the most ROI I can. I'm a firm believer in hiring experts to do for me what I cannot do for myself. When you think about any learning that you need to take place in your business, if you try to learn it all on your own, like literally it could take you seven to 10 years to learn all that you need to know to become an expert at marketing. Or you can pay people to be around and to shortcut your learning process so that you can learn much quicker. And that's what I choose to do. I pay experts to get the help I need. And then I take that learning and I implement it. And it's kind of the the thing that I also encourage my clients to do. Get the help you need, but make sure it's the right help. So one of the things that I'm seeing with a lot of trends in marketing and and this has been going on for, I would say, like the past year. But what I'm seeing is as a generation of consumers, we are getting much shorter attention spans. So, for example, years ago, you would have never thought that a service like TikTok or any other service that limited the length of your videos to a minute or less would even get a following because what can you do in a minute? But now people are consuming YouTube shorts, they're consuming IG reels, they're consuming all these micro pieces of content. And honestly, it's making our attention spans shorter. Now, I'm not here to say that's a good thing or a bad thing. But what I'm saying is as a marketer, I think in a lot of ways, we've gotten used to dragging out the process, even something as simple as First, you offer a free lead magnet. And then if people don't take your free lead magnet, you don't know what else to do because surely you can't make an offer unless somebody has picked up your free lead magnet. And what I'm seeing with a lot of marketing trends right now is we call it the death of the lead magnet. Like no one's opting in because everyone's doing a free lead magnet. Like it devalues the free lead magnet. And so many times people are just going straight to a low ticket offer to get people in and get them converted and get them buying. So like, for example, I'll I'll give you an example with one client that I have that I'm working with. And he ultimately knows that he wants to coach a very specific person to get a very specific outcome when it comes to their career. So he knows he's got the skill set. It's what he's done with his own career. So he's just taking 
the frameworks and the things that he used to get him to that point in his career. And then he's teaching the frameworks to other people who also want to follow that path. It's a very legitimate form of coaching, right? To get where, you know, you take someone else that's where you want to be and you hire them to show you how to get there, right? Completely makes sense. But he's been doing his podcast for a while now. And his lead magnet is his free lead magnet is what he's been offering for the whole time his podcast has been in existence. And he's gotten very few downloads of that lead magnet. And one of the things that when I was talking to him last week is that there is nothing like a lot of times people just want to buy. People just want to get the information, right? They just want to get to it. And so in his world, he has not, let me just put quotes around this, productized his offering. So in other words, people cannot go to his website and buy his coaching services. So with that being said, is it any wonder that he has not yet monetized his podcast, right? It's not a rhetorical question, but it really begs the thought of how can you expect to monetize a podcast if you don't have anything that people can buy from you on your website. So one of the things that I my advice to him was productize your offering and at least have that offering out there. And now instead of offering your free lead magnet, because generally the flow would be free lead magnet, then you have an email nurture sequence if people open their email and read it. And eventually, at some point in time, at a later date, someone will feel compelled to take an offer that you make to them. But you go through this whole nurture sequence and and that sort of thing. And a lot of times, especially when you think about with podcasters, if people listen to our podcasts every single week, or every single time we put it out, like you feel like you already know me. And, and I get that comment a lot from People that have listened to the podcast and then we have a consultation or they hire me to do something and they're like, oh my gosh, Christy, I feel like I already know you are like every time you're doing a podcast, I feel like you're talking to me. And because of that, we can cut down on that time that you need to spend nurturing your clients because or nurturing your prospects because you're already doing it every single week when you put out podcast content. Right. So my advice to that particular client was productize. And then now, instead of offering your free lead magnet, which clearly doesn't seem like that compelling of an offer, put yourself out there with an offer of here's a program I have or here's a coaching plan I have that I'm offering. And if you're interested in getting these results, here's how you get it, how you get in the program. Right. We don't want to spend a lot of time nurturing and nurturing and nurturing anymore. We just want to get to the point. The same thing is happening with webinars. People a lot of times will come in the marketing space and they'll say, ah, oh, webinars are dead or ah, oh, email marketing is dead and this and that's dead. And everybody wants to talk about everything that's dead. And it's not that webinars are dead. There's plenty of people that base their entire business and get tons of conversions on webinars. But what is becoming the trend is that you don't need to spend an hour and a half on a webinar anymore just to be convinced that you need to buy a product. And I understand why people do that. And that was the old, you know, the old model 
of spending an hour and a half. But to be honest, we're seeing the trends for webinars be down into the, you know, the 15 minute range or so. And honestly, if you're a good marketer, you should be able to tell the same story and make the same pitch in an hour and a half or in 15 minutes, right? One just has more social proof and one has more examples and one maybe has more stories than the other. But you can get to the same thing with an hour and a half or 15 minutes. If I ask you to speak on whatever your topic is and whatever your niche and your specialty is, and I told you you had five minutes, you probably know what you could talk about for five minutes. But then if I came back to you and said, I've got a different uh, speaking engagement, I want you to speak an hour and a half about it, you'd be able to speak an hour and a half about your specialty. And it's the same type of thing. So what we're seeing is people going right to offers. We're also seeing people use traditional tools like webinars and other things to cut down the amount of time people are wasting. And I don't want to say wasting like it's a bad thing, but having to spend in our marketing funnel. And so what I'm seeing is the trend towards getting action as quickly as possible. In other words, getting results as quickly as possible for your clients. So whereas we used to previously would take people through a summit sequence, they would start a podcast. And then the first thing we would do is get them to do a virtual summit. So what a summit does for you is it grows your email list. It also gives you revenue coming in. It gives you the ability to reach out to your Dream 100 and build authority with them and basically set yourself up for some collaborative relationships. But then it also allows you to have a platform to sell into a program or a higher ticket offer for the people that attend your summit. So there's a lot of benefits, and I'm still going to make that a part of our frameworks and what we teach our podcast clients to do. But here's the thing. We need a quicker win than 90 days. You've heard probably the stats by now that says that the average podcast makes it to only seven episodes. Seven episodes, if you launch with three, that means essentially you're five weeks into your podcast if you're doing a weekly show and you're pod fading, right? So I need something quicker. So Things that you want to think about when you're trying to get people results and what frameworks you're teaching is what wins can you get them quicker? Can you get one big domino knocked over immediately for them to get the results they want? Like people don't have six months to spend time coaching with you to get the ultimate results they need, right? So what can they do as quickly as possible To move the needle, because here's the thing. If we don't get quick wins, we're going to lose our momentum. And if you're teaching people to do something, then what needs to happen is they need to get quick wins in order to continue to keep them motivated. So anything that you can do, um, I'm also feeling like there's a trend. And again, this is just what I'm seeing. I don't have data to say we compared this offer to that offer and this offer one. But I'm seeing a lot more people that have reached their limit with just automated digital courses like we've all bought them and never used them or bought them and didn't complete them. 
And so what I'm seeing a trend with is that people need more intervention. And so what that turns out to be many times is like group coaching. It's also like mastermind type groups. But you've got to have somebody right there with you week after week to help you hold you accountable, to help you when you get stuck and that sort of thing so that you are implementing and you're taking action and executing. And that's part of the reason why I pay so much each month to these different masterminds, because they hold my butt to the fire. And when I say I'm doing this or I'm launching this, if I didn't have a call the next week to ask how far have I gotten on these first steps I committed to doing, you know what would happen? The week would go by and another week would go by and another month would go by and it wouldn't get done. So one of the things that I want you to begin thinking about now, and I'll give you an example of this. I have really had to rethink how I help podcasters monetize because if we do it the traditional way, it can take forever. And the traditional way is build an email list, grow through your lead magnet, then create some courses, do this kind of stuff. But really, there's a much quicker way to monetize. And we're having to get those quick ways to monetize in very soon after you start your podcast. Otherwise, you will pod fade away. The other thing that I'm also realizing is it's not necessarily about information. Like you can find a hundred resources about how to monetize your podcast. And let's just start naming them off, right? Sponsorships, affiliates, joint ventures, creating your own products and services. Like those are the four basic ways that you can monetize your podcast. But within each of those, there's probably a hundred different ways you could do it. And even then, how do you go about executing all that if you've never done it before? So people need help executing and you need to build into whatever programs. And this is what I'm doing with our stuff. Build in ways that you're helping them get those results, right? Because if they don't have that weekly follow up or that built in coaching to help them through the questions, the hurdles, the struggles, the discouragement, whatever it is they have, they're likely going to fall out of your program. And when they do that, the whole purpose that you created the program to begin with is of, of no point, right? Because if I can't change people's lives by helping them monetize their podcast, I'm wasting my time. The more people I can help monetize their podcast, the better I'm going to feel. My impact is going to be greater because I'm going to be able to impact more lives. And that's probably the way you are as well. I'll give you an example. It's funny because I had a client week or a couple of weeks ago that was like, Christy, I need help monetizing. Can I just pay you to help me monetize? And I said, sure, let's meet up. Let's see what you're thinking about. And let's lay out a plan and we'll get you on the path to that. So we got to a point where we met. I spent probably over an hour with her talking about ways to monetize. And the way she wanted to monetize was through sponsorships. And to be honest, sponsorships were not going to get her a significant financial win. It was actually going to cost her more money to have sponsors on her show than she was going to actually earn from the sponsors. And so I suggested a couple of different ways. And I sent her the information. And basically, it was where we work with you and we hold you accountable and we spoon feed you every single thing that you need to know to monetize. 
And because this client has been with me for five years and has not successfully monetized yet, I basically took our normal rate and cut it in half and sent her a proposal. And I and I didn't say I cut our rate in half because I'm not this is not about me being salesy or making a good sales pitch. But the bottom line is, I said, this is what we'll do for you. And it was basically us doing everything, even writing her ad copy for the ads she was going to put in her podcast and helping her record them and writing all building her funnel, writing all the funnel copy, doing everything start to finish. So bottom line is she would have a turnkey way to generate money for her podcast and, and to monetize. And so I sent her the proposal and I sent her the pricing. And again, like I say, I cut the normal pricing in half. And when I sent her what it would cost and the options were how she could pay for it and that sort of thing, as far as payment plans, she was no longer interested. She said, "Uh, this is too much. I'm not going to be able to do this and that sort of thing. Now, I had essentially already put in half toward her monetization because I cut our profit margin in half. I cut, I mean, we wouldn't have really made money on this customer. It would have just covered our cost of doing this for this client. But she turned it down and which told me a lot because it told me that she wasn't at a place where she was ready to take the things that we were handing to her and do her part to implement them. And her part of implementation would have been very, very small, but she wasn't ready. And the whole thing is what I've realized that with monetization, like everybody, everybody wants to monetize for free and they want me to help them monetize whenever I'm giving it away. But I can't give it away because it's a cost of my time and our resources and my team here. If you're not willing to make the investment in yourself and in monetizing your podcast, you are going to be stuck in free content creation mode. Now, you as a content creator and a program provider, you've got to figure out ways to get quick wins for your clients. Now, if they if they reject it, like Mike, that client that was asking me for help, reject ended up rejecting the help. All it did, that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm not mad about it, but that it's okay. What it did, it freed me up to work with the people that truly do want to make a difference and truly do want to execute on things. And there might be a time later that she'll come back to that. Maybe it wasn't the right timing for her. But I've got to have people that I can get results with. And everything that you can do from day to day with your podcast and with the things that you're doing to move yourself forward, to get more leads from what you're doing, to get more conversions from what you're doing, then the better off you're going to be. You want to look at ways where you can create programs where you will get your audience, your ideal customers gathered around you so that you can then ask them what they need to help get the results that they're looking for. And then when they tell you, your job is simple. All you have to do is go and create it. So I have certain clients who just want to create content. And they want to sell things, but they don't really want to create a community or a tribe or have to actually be involved. And they're like, I don't want to have to show up like on Tuesday night to conduct a call or something every night. And for those people, they're probably their best bet is going to be affiliate marketing. I mean, you have to match the marketing or the monetization method 
with what that podcaster is willing to do and how much time and effort they're willing to put in. But if they knew they could build a tribe and a community and make it a huge movement or whatever by spending a certain amount of time every week nurturing their community and nurturing those relationships, then it would probably change the impact they're having, but it would also change drastically their revenue streams that they're making from their podcast. So I just want to let you know about these trends. And and if you're finding that you've got traditional lead magnets out there and they're not working, change it. Do something different. Maybe get take something. I've, I've had people before that have essentially created a program, a course that they thought was going to be a paid program. And they gave it away for free because it was the thing that would make their people opt in, their ideal customer opt in. And it would get them on their email list and get them to begin consuming their content for the next level. And so there are things like that that you can do. There are ways that you can create programs. And and I recommend even whenever you're trying to create digital courses, like don't just create something and hope it's what your customers want, ideal clients want. Go out and find where they are and ask them what they want. The worst thing about spending time and effort creating a digital course is you invest all of that in there. And if no one's really going to buy it anyway, then you've just wasted your time. So gather your community around you. Begin having monthly meetings, begin gathering them around. And then from that group that will gather with you, begin creating groups that you're trying to help get them to their ultimate goal. Because right now we're seeing a trend toward community and we're seeing a trend toward collaboration and we're seeing a trend toward like people not wanting to do things necessarily autonomously anymore. They don't want an automated course. They need a program. They need something that is going to help them defeat their own worst tendencies for self-sabotage. They need something that is unlike they can get anywhere else. And it's up to you to create that. And it's up to you to offer that. And so the more creative you can get with how you get that in front of the world, the more results you'll see. So. Don't be afraid to take the trends of the old things that we've, you know, heard as far as the standard marketing pitch and really apply them in your business. And if they don't work, don't be afraid to switch it and do something different. Because right now, again, like I say, we're getting less and less automated courses. We're getting less and less time to a buying decision. And I think people now, especially after COVID, like they have learned that they can do everything online and through Zoom, right? They can go to church through Zoom. They can go to happy hour through Zoom. They can have family reunions through Zoom. They can meet their personal trainer through Zoom. They can have their doctor's appointments and their counseling sessions, and they can have piano lessons and trumpet lessons and all of these things through Zoom. So people are no longer distrustful of the online world. And actually, it's been a saving grace during the pandemic. So you creating spaces and you making an experience for your ideal clients to get the results that they want is going to be critical. That's some of the things I'm working on right now in my business. And I'm focused on creating a community of independent podcasters that are just focused on monetization. 
you know, and they're not going to be asking what mic is the best mic to use for podcasting or what podcast hosting service are you going to use for podcasting? What's the best? It's going to be all about the monetization pieces of it, because if you don't get that right, your podcast will probably statistically not last. And I want more podcasts to last and I want more podcasters to have a life-changing experience because of their podcast. So that's my uh, piece of information for today. And so take it and use it and educate yourself. Begin attending events and begin attending things in your online space because you'll begin to see the trends and you'll begin to see what's popular and you'll begin to see what people are drawn to. You'll begin to see what's working and then you can then implement those and borrow some of those techniques and ideas for your business. So before I go, I just wanted to tell you that we are still doing quite a few of the podcast tune-ups. And I tell you, to me, it's so much fun to be able to dig into what other people are doing and lay out sort of a step-by-step path to get to monetization. A follow-up with a client that we did a podcast audit for, and it's been about six weeks or so since we met after her audit, and I had a follow-up with her this week, and I was so pleased because she actually took all of the feedback, and she's an action taker. So she took all of that feedback and implemented it. And whereas before she had a website that like nobody could convert, like you couldn't just click a buy it now button and buy something from her, you had to go through a discovery call and it was schedule the call. And then on the discovery call, she's a value-based person. So it's really hard for her to sell on those discovery calls. And instead, she just she did a whole revamp of her website. Now she's got buy it now buttons. She launched her website over a week ago or just just over a week ago now. And she's already had two new clients come in through that website where they could actually click buy it now. So she just saved herself hours of time that she would have previously put into a discovery call, right? Which everyone knows what a discovery call is, right? A discovery call is like, I'm checking you out. I'm either needing a quote for your services or I'm trying to see if we're a good fit or I'm expecting you to give me a hard and fast sales pitch. So I'm not going to sign up for a discovery call. And she was putting that out as a barrier to a friction point to people actually buying and converting on her product. And that's the kind of thing that once she removed that barrier and got those results, like she's automatically encouraged. And so she's just going to keep taking steps in the right direction to get her podcast fully monetized and get a revenue stream that is coming in that is going to be life-changing and impacting for her. And so that's what's the most beautiful thing about it is. So if you need some help with your podcast and you just want a second set of eyes looking at everything that you're doing to try to make sure that you're not leaving any low-hanging fruit and that you know your steps to monetizing your podcast, simply go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. Just all one word, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And uh, we'll basically meet you there and show you how to get those low-hanging fruit taken care of and get you on a path toward monetization. Um, that's my goal for everyone. You know, I wish I could help everyone for free. And and honestly, as an entrepreneur, one of the greatest thrills of my lifetime will be when I reach a point where I can be financially independent enough 
that I can turn around and give back my services to people that really need a leg up in their business, to people that really need help, and to people who need sort of the lifestyle that I have where you can work from home, you have flexible hours, and you have time freedom. And I think a lot of people, especially mothers and people that have been impacted by pandemic and the female worker has actually borne the harder part of the pandemic with childcare and trying to get the kids doing virtual learning or in school or just women in the workforce have been affected much greater than men are. And I think it would be amazing to be able to help as many women as possible free themselves from having to work for someone else if they can, if that's their desire. I would love to be able to give back more in that way because I feel like the tools and skills that I have can be translated and taught to other people and they can forever change their lives. And so that's, you know, something that I'm working toward for my own financial freedom so that I can then turn around and give back and really impact more lives. And that's an amazing thing when you can do that. So maybe you have aspirations of that as well. So get your podcast monetized so that you can do that. Get those revenue streams going so that you can impact not just your life for the best, but you can make someone else's life better as well. So I hope this has been helpful for you today, but um, just want to put it out there that marketing trends are always changing and it's important to stay with your finger on the pulse of them. Because if all you're doing is the same thing that someone who started podcasting 10 years ago and the only thing they've ever done and they're teaching you how to do that, you're going to, again, leave some low-hanging fruit that that needs to be picked up. So thank you for your time today. And if there's anything I can do for you, don't forget, go to teampodcast.com. And if you want the audit specifically or the tune-up specifically, same thing. I just use those words interchangeably. It's just forward slash tune-up. And anything I can do to help you, I'm here to do that. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.